Hi, Mama. I'm very excited to be here with you today, and I am so stoked to introduce you to a super special guest that it's such an honor to have on the show, and I'll introduce her to you in a minute after the intro, but I just wanted to prepare you for our conversation. She is so good at figuring out how to have joy in this life, even in the middle of this crazy motherhood life, and so she has so many incredible practical tips for you, which are so helpful. And I really encourage you to get a pen and paper and make sure you're taking notes and and do these exercises she's talking about. It's one thing to just hear on a podcast about a cool idea. And it's another thing to do it and implement it. So make sure you're you're taking that step of implementation. And, you know, she's also going to touch on discipline. And as I've been referencing, this is something that we're going to go into a little bit more in the podcast. And so what a great introduction to it. She paints it in such a beautiful way. And so I'm excited to have her share with us what her perspective is on discipline. And it's funny because I didn't plan, you know, I didn't coordinate it. I didn't know she was going to be talking about that at all. I thought she was going to just be talking about joy. And so it's such a God thing that, you know, she is talking about discipline a little bit. She doesn't go super deep into it, but it is such a perfect introduction for you. And after this, we're going to kick off our series on discipline. And so I'm excited for you to lean in and hear what she says, and we can unpack uh, that content a little bit more in the coming weeks. And so just prepare your heart for what God might have to say to you about all of that. And and yeah, just press into her amazing tips because they're incredible. She is incredible. She really is just filled with joy. So get excited. This is an awesome episode that I'm so stoked to share with you. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mamas, I have such a treat here today for you. I have Katie. She is from the Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life podcast, and she is so incredible. I met her kind of through the interwebs of finding each other's podcasts, and she was so gracious to have me on her show a little bit before, and I've been so excited to bring her here. So get excited if you want some more joy in your life. Katie's your person, so it's going to be great. Uh, Katie, welcome. Uh, Can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and your podcast? Lily. Hey, Brittany. It is so awesome to be here. Hello to everybody. Welcome to today's show. Excited that you guys are tuning in and I'm super excited to get to be a part of it. So I'm Katie Hedrick. I'm a certified Christian life coach and a podcast host. And so what I really love to do is help Jesus loving mamas find healing from their past and freedom and clarity and breakthrough for their future, and then help them to really live out their life with intention and genuine joy, right? That abundant, awesome, good life that God has for us, especially when we're walking in what he has for our life. So that's kind of who I am. That's what I love to do. I am a Midwestern girl from Iowa. I'm a wife. I'm a mama to three awesome, amazing kiddos, a 13 year old, a 10 year old and an eight year old. (laughs) So always lots going on. It's never boring around here, but just living life to the fullest each and every day. 
So amazing. And I love when people are that have crazy lives share about how they're doing it. Well, (laughs) I just think it gives like a little more weight to what you're saying. You're like, yeah, there's three children and then there's a lot happening and I run a podcast and, but yet here's all the amazing ways that you can still have a joy-filled life. Cause I think a lot of times people get stuck in motherhood and feel like there's no way to do it all well and in a joy-filled way. So I'm yeah, just so excited to have you here and to hear all of your amazing wisdom because we all could use a little bit more joy in this journey of motherhood. Um, and speaking of that, I, I would love to hear like for you, what has your journey of motherhood looked like? Have you always been so filled with joy? Like what, what did that look like for you? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So my word of the year this year is relatable. So mm-hmm. I am right there in the messy middle of motherhood, right along with you guys. I gotta be real. No, I have not always been this totally joy filled person. Um, I've got a whole kind of story behind that, that actually involves my testimony and truly just stepping into freedom in Christ and stepping into a relationship with Jesus and embracing what God had for my life and seeking his wisdom. So it's been a whole journey, a whole growth process. I don't have it all together. I am still growing and learning each and every day man, I make mistakes often, you know, as a mom, as a wife, just as a human being, right. That's who we are. And I think it's important to share that because it is relatable. You know, everyone that's doing this motherhood thing, we all need to know that we're not alone and that, that it's okay to be doing this messy and it's okay to be doing this imperfectly. So my journey to motherhood, I have to tell you kind of a funny story <laughs> because it's really, it's really been an incredible journey with twists and turns, but it started off with a massive plot twist. Mm-hmm. When I was pregnant with our first with Chloe, who, like I said, is 13 now, uh, when I was pregnant with her, there was a brand new gender test that had just come out on the market. It was called Intelligender. And it was actually, it was like a pregnant, like a home pregnancy test. So you actually, it was, you know, like a urine test. So er, I know early on in my pregnancy, I took this gender test, right? And this is our first big loop in our adventure of parenthood for my husband and I. And I took this gender test and it said that we were having a boy. <laughs> and so, so we started, you know, being all excited, buying all the boy things, planning all the boy adventures. And then a few oh, weeks later, when I went in for my ultrasound, they were typing on the screen and she was like, G I, and I was like, okay, they must be looking at, you know, like the GI track or something like that <laughs> on the baby. And then she types RL. <laughs> And I was like, is this like a joke? My jaw just hit the floor. And she said, congratulations, you're having a girl. And so my husband and I just looked at each other and we were like, I don't even know, flabbergasted. We were laughing, probably crying just because it was such a funny, crazy, wild moment. But I feel like it perfectly illustrates the beginning of my journey to motherhood and the years that have unfolded. There's just, there's always surprises around every corner. And my, oh my, don't we need the Lord to guide us through each and every day and moment of this journey. Yes, absolutely. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was <be> so <laughs> shocking. And you're getting excited. Yeah. That's such a, whenever I find out the gender of the babies, it just makes it feel so much more real. So I can only imagine like the whirlwind that like slapped you over the face with that. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Needless, needless to say, I never took another intelligent <laughs> test. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I always hear about those people that find out, you know, sometimes somehow it always like everything is wrong. And when they birth the baby, they find out and I cannot imagine, you know, and it's different than what they thought. I cannot imagine that. So 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I've always thought about that. It shocks me. Um, okay. So your journey of motherhood started that way. Can you share a little bit of stories of the struggles of what that looked like? And, um, yeah, the nuances of walking into that whirlwind of, do you mean just walking into the boy thing or the whole like journey of motherhood in itself journey of motherhood in itself? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but I got to say that in every hard moment, I think we got to look at those hard moments as teachable moments because there's so much wisdom in those Valley seasons and in the struggles. And I have found, you know, and again, there have been a lot of (laughs) struggles in my motherhood and I'm sure that your audience can relate to that, but I have found one of the coolest things is that in those tough moments, God will often speak through my kids to speak to my heart. And here's just one example. My youngest Canyon, we call him grand Canyon. A couple, uh, I know he's so sweet. sweet. He lives up to his name. It's his whole big personality, (laughs) but we were having this, this struggle moment a few years back where he was so upset about something. I don't even remember what, and he was just crying. He was just sobbing and weeping. And I sat down on the couch, just a few feet away from him. And I stretched out, I opened up my arms wide. Right. And I just kind of looked at him with my arms open wide, waiting for him to come towards me so that I could embrace him. And you know what he did, Brittany, he just stood there stubborn, sobbing (laughs) and weeping and hurting and broken and in his stubbornness, refusing to step forward into my embrace. Wow. And God spoke to my heart in that moment. He's like, sweet girl, this is you. And this is me. How often are you standing there stuck in your mess, stubborn and crying and sobbing and needing comfort, but you're so caught up in the control. You're so caught up and focused on the storm that you won't take that one step forward and be embraced by me. Right. Yeah. And so those moments of struggle, again, I just got to circle back and say that I really think we need to look at them as teachable moments and ask God when we're going through those hard moments with our kids, where is the wisdom in this Lord? What are you trying to speak to my heart? Yes. That's so great. And yeah, I can just see how much you've allowed God to use this journey of motherhood to equip you and to change you and transform you, which any hard thing that we do has the ability to do that to us. We just have to allow it to happen. And so I love that idea of being able to, to press into that, um, and to, to shift how we see these trials and not just get overwhelmed and frustrated and feel like we're not good enough, but actually look at them as these opportunities to grow and, and even heal. Like I hear so much healing in that, um, as you share, it's such a beautiful perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. That's such a good tangible tip on, um, how we can do this journey of motherhood. Well, um, do you have more tangible tips on how we can connect with our kids and what that can look like? Yes. I love this question because connecting with our kids is so important. And so the most important thing to note here is that it comes down to spending intentional time. Okay. Kids spell love T I M E time, love equals time. And if you, if you can't remember anything else from this episode today, just take that little nugget with you is that kids spell love T I M E intentional time. That's the basis. That's, that's the main thing about how we begin to connect with our kids. But as far as tangible tips, one thing that we can do is ask our children thought provoking questions and then be a good listener. So as we're spending that intentional time with our kids, really asking them curious 
questions that go deeper than how was your day? Because all they're going to come back with is the old tried and true. It was fine. It was okay. Or it was good. Right. But if you ask them deeper questions, specific things, like, for example, how were you a good friend today? Who were you a good friend to today? Was there anything that felt confusing or exciting that happened today? Right. And then if you get stuck, you can always use this phrase. I love to use with my kids. You can always say, tell me more about that. And it sort of gives them permission to open up and really share their heart with you. And then it's so vitally important that we be a good listener, right? God gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason. You've heard this over and over again, and it does go against our very flesh, you know, human nature that we all want to talk about ourselves. But when it comes to connecting with our kids, we, as a parent, we've got to learn to be a good listener, to look our kids in the eye, to repeat back to them. Okay. Awesome. So you were a good friend today to so-and-so by doing this. I hear you. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. And then affirming them in that and them knowing that you're listening. And in doing this, it's also a great way to just simply to get your, to know your child on a deeper level and to see who God created them to be and what he put inside their heart. As you're asking them these thought provoking questions and they're opening up and and showing you the things that are going on in their world and the things that they're excited about and passionate about and their gifts and their talents and their strengths, it really will give you insight about how to bring out the best in them as you listen and look for what God planted in their hearts. Yes. I love that so much. And I, yeah, I'm all about the curiosity. I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can carry into relationships and absolutely with our kids. It's so essential. So I love that. I love your questions too. They're such great questions and it can be so easy to get caught. Like you said, on those, those go-to ones, the simple ones, and uh, it can be so hard to get creative and expand our mind about what do I even ask? Like, I don't even know. So I love like the practicality of what you said in those questions. And I encourage, I encourage everyone listening write those down. Like those can be something that you can go to when you're trying to have these conversations with your kids after school or whenever it is. And it's, it's going to be such a great way to connect with them. And then too, like you said, getting to know their heart, like how powerful and special to actually get to, to look at what God has put in them and yeah, get to know them on that level. It's so exciting that we get to do that as mothers. So I I love how you framed all of that. It's so powerful, such great questions. Um, and yeah, so I, I love thinking of how we can connect with our kids and I'm sure you have a million more ways as well. Uh, if you have more, feel free to share with us, but I also know that as we're raising our kids, you know, we, need to connect with them. And that's an essential component to love them well, but we know that's not the end of it. God also calls us to disciplining them and training a child in the way that he should go. So I'm curious your thoughts on that. And we're going to be talking about this on the podcast a little bit more soon. So I'm excited for you to kind of share your thoughts to even uh, prepare us for this, but what, what does it look like to allow space for that child to feel loved and connected while we're training them up in the way they should go? Yes. Another great question. So let me kind of jump back just a little bit. I do want to, I do want to address just as we're talking about joy and motherhood and connecting, and then we'll come back around to uh, the discipline piece because it is so important. They're all kind of connected, but when it comes to the joy and the connecting, I just want to encourage your audience to actually look for and to create those joyful moments in motherhood. Like you don't have to sit back and just kind of watch your life and motherhood unfold, but you can actually actively be 
looking for the joy in your home, in your family, with your kids, you will find that whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. And in fact, you'll create more of it. <laughs> Just a really quick, a really, really quick story uh, that goes hand in hand with this. When I was 19, I moved into this basement apartment and it was a cute little place, but there was one really big problem. There were these giant, like three inch slugs that were oh my gosh. like totally like taking over this basement apartment. I'm not even kidding. You can't make this stuff up. But what I noticed was the more I began to look for these suckers, the more I began to find them. Mm. Right. I did shortly after that move out of the basement apartment, but <laughs> the point of the story is that you will find what you're looking for. So if you're looking for joy in your motherhood, you're going to find it. Right. If you're looking for problems, you're going to find them. If you're looking for solutions, you're going to find them. If you're looking for wisdom, you're going to find it. And you can bring all of that into your motherhood and then being intentional about creating those joyful moments. Yes. I've got a zillion more tangible tips and things that you can do. One thing that I love to do is write out little sticky notes, like just, you know, sticky notes, writing things like, I love you. Hope you had a great day. I'm so proud of you. Um, you did a great job doing this or that and really affirming my kids and then placing those sticky notes randomly where they'll find them in their lunchbox or in their shoe or whatever else. So <laughs> I think that there are a lot of things that we can do to create intentionally be creating the joy in our motherhood. Right. Yeah. That's but, so great. I love just that reminder of what we look for is what we're going to find. And in, in motherhood, it's so easy to get into that cycle of the negativity and like, they're just not listening and I feel so overwhelmed. And then, like you said, it just increases the more you think about it and look for it. So such a great reminder. And, and I just love to like the sticky note idea, like what a simple, quick way to make your child feel so loved and how exciting that is for you to get to like, put them on a treasure hunt and have them find it in their shoe. <laughs> like what, a, yes! what an amazing spot. That's so cool. It is so fun. And sometimes all we need is a perspective shift, right? And sometimes if you're having a, a what I call a struggle bus moment, pull out a sticky note. I mean, you know, you can do things to actively flip the script with whatever is going on in your home. You can, you know, again, focus on the solution instead of focus focusing on the problem. You can, instead of telling your kids what they're doing wrong, you can tell your kids what they're doing right. So just flipping the script, but coming back to the discipline piece, because it's not all fun and games. It's not joyful 100% of the time, right? <laughs> yeah. yes. It's just not, it's just not. And we have to talk about the discipline piece because it's so important. Why? Because God tells us it's important. Yes. So Proverbs Proverbs 22, six says, train a child up in the way that he should go when he is old, he will not depart from it. So as mamas, it just simply comes down to that. There are times when we must correct and discipline our children. And it's because we love them and we obey God's command. Proverbs 13, 24 says he who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. And so I want to mention the rod of correction because where this actually came from is that in biblical times, quote unquote, the rod of correction was actually something that good shepherds used to keep their sheep safe. So when their sheep would veer from the path or potentially be in danger, the shepherd would actually use the rod of correction to guide them back onto the path that was best for them. And so if you look at the model of God, the father as the good shepherd, you see that he's been correcting and disciplining his children with love since the very beginning of time. And in fact, if you go back to the book of Genesis in the very beginning of the Bible, the beginning of creation, 
when Adam and Eve, the first children of God disobeyed his command, he said, don't do this. Don't eat of the tree. You have one, (laughs) one guideline. (laughs) Don't eat the fruit of this tree. And then you see them disobey, right? And then you see God, the good father discipline each one of them. Adam, he says, you're going to work hard every day of your life. You're going to work hard to make the ground produce and to be able to eat. And Eve, you're going to have pain in childbirth. Thanks, Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But he disciplines. And then you know what he does next? He shows them deep, deep love that it, when it says then that he created clothing for them, Genesis three, seven says, that their eyes had been opened. They realized they were naked and then they felt shame. And in Genesis three 21, it says the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. So you see this beautiful picture, this illustration, this model of how we should correct our kids. And we do that out of loving kindness, right? We correct them. We discipline them because we love them because we want to help them navigate the path that is good, pure, and true. And we do all of that out of obedience to God. That's so great. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. And uh, I just love how you painted this picture of why that is love and how that is love. Because I think, uh, especially in our culture today that can get so lost and feels like we're doing something wrong to our children, but no, like we have to follow our good fathers, uh, our, his commandments and the path that he's laid out and, and what better model for us than to follow what he's done with us. And so I just love how you painted these two, these two things that can feel on opposite ends, love and discipline and how you've, you show how they're, they're not apart from one another. They're actually, uh, intertwined and you cannot remove them from each other. And that's, that's so incredible. I love those examples you used in scripture. And yeah, I believe this is such a crucial part of what we are called to as parents. So thank you for for sharing that. And, um, I love too, that it's a part of your joy filled life podcast, right? (laughs) Discipline can feel so like not joy filled. And like we said, there's not always going to be joy in every moment, but I love that this is a, a core component of what you're calling us to. And I think that's God's way is that, you know, it doesn't, he sometimes does things that are counterintuitive to our world and our culture and even what, what feels good. Um, but that is what creates the thriving kids and thriving parents. And so thanks for, for painting that all together for us so well, uh, so powerful. Um, yeah. And I would just love to hear, you know, (laughs) as we're talking about discipline, obviously that's probably messy moments involved. Like it's these moments that are challenging and difficult and we're, we're thrown into the middle of them. Um, so can you tell us as the expert on joy, like what it can look like in the middle of these messy moments to, to find joy during those or after them or, or whenever is possible. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have so many tips on just, yeah. Finding and creating the joy. Like we talked about, um, let me just pick a few to share with you guys today. Right. So first, let me just reiterate again, that it's going to be messy. Sometimes it's going to feel messy sometimes. And we definitely can rest in the truth that we're not in this alone. In fact, there are lots and lots of fellow mamas walking off this motherhood journey with you. So that brings me to my first tip is to create what I call a five tribe to help you find more joy in motherhood. Right? So your five tribe 
basically we become the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with the five people that we hang out with the five people who we are allowing, allowing to speak into our lives and to shape who we are becoming. So I just want to encourage your listeners today to really think about write down the names of the five people who you spend the most time with or who are speaking into your life the most. This can include, you know, podcasts, people at your church, um, books that you're reading, family, friends, really think about and consider the five voices who are speaking the most into your life and consider are these five voices, are they living the type of life that I want to live? Are they joy filled? Are they wisdom filled? Are they spirit filled? Are they focusing on solutions rather than problems? Or are they gossiping, complaining, and not bringing out the best in me? So that would be my first tip is to just to really write down and assess those five people in your five tribe, who you're allowing to speak into your life, because that can really shape our joy that can shape, right? What we're looking for, what we're finding, whether it feels messy or whether it feels successful, like we can do this thing. So that's one. The next thing would be to recognize and understand the difference between what I call bucket fillers versus energy drainers. So this is another exercise that you can actually grab a sheet of paper on one side, write down bucket fillers on one side, write down energy drainers. So if you look at your life as if it were a literal bucket, there are things that fill our bucket that pour into our bucket. And there are things that like poke holes in our bucket or break down our bucket and suck our energy, suck the contents of our bucket out of it. So just taking a look and thinking about what fills my bucket, what brings me joy and what is draining my energy? What is sucking the joy out of my life? And just becoming aware of those two things and maybe making some changes there. Maybe you can't completely eliminate the energy drainers, but maybe you can spend some more time with the bucket fillers. And so that's going to help you to feel more joy in motherhood and in your life. The next thing would be understanding life balance versus life alignment. So life balance is kind of a a buzzword today. You hear like self-care, life balance, you know, all these things. When you think of a scale, like think back to grade school and you had the scales and you were trying to get things on either side of the scale to match up so that the scale balanced perfectly. I think so many women are trying to do that with their life and they're juggling all these balls. They've got pieces on either side of the scale and it's like tipping all the time. And it just like, you're freaking out. You just feel like you can't get it all together. And then everything goes flying everywhere. Well, if we rethink this and view it as life alignment, as in how can I live in agreement with my values, my core values, and my priorities. How can I devote more of my intentional time, literal time and intentional time are two different things, but how can I designate more of my intentional time to be more in alignment with my core values and my priorities rather than feeling like I've got to have total and perfect balance because sis balance does not exist. (laughs) There's always going to be things. You're always going to be taking things off one side, putting them on the other side. And so just again, flipping the script on that and choosing to live more in alignment versus in total balance, that'll help you feel a lot more joy in motherhood and in your life. Wow. So many great, very practical tips. I, I love that so much. I'm all about like taking, stepping back and taking assessment of your life and, and, and knowing like what is going on instead of just living in this 
like we said, whirlwind of all this chaos happening. And so uh, I just love these tools and I love your, your term uh, life alignment. That's so perfect. I, I completely agree that balance is uh, unattainable and not, and shouldn't even be the goal. And so I love this idea of looking at those core values and uh, making sure they, that your life is aligning with that. So cool. And um, absolutely like assessing the relationships in your life are such key keys to living joyfully because there are so many things that can be stealing that, can be confusing you, can be clouding things. Um, so yeah, so, such great tips, mamas. You are blessed for getting to hear this. I hope that you go away and uh, take, you have a million notes and you're ready to do all of these assessments. And I believe that this is uh, just this 30 minutes alone is going to set you on the trajectory of having more joy in your life because these are some amazing tools. Katie, thank you so much. You are so full of wisdom, so joy-filled. Um, I'm just so grateful for you and uh, everything that you've shared with us. It's it's incredible. I'm so, so grateful. So I know everyone listening to is feeling the same thing. So where can they find you? How do they get more of this? Tell us all the things. Yes, absolutely. Brittany. Oh my gosh. You're a joy girl. It's just been such a joy to join you today, but yes, my podcast stepping into a joy filled life is probably the best place to find me. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or at step I do have a Facebook group. It's called growth minded moms. So you can just hop onto Facebook and search for growth minded moms. I'm on TikTok and Instagram, which has been a really fun and interesting journey. I have been really enjoying creating content on TikTok with some life coaching tips and whatnot. Um, I'm at Katie Lynn Hedrick over there. And then you can also head to learnfromkatie.com. And that's where you can find all my courses, coaching. You can find the podcast there. You can find all the things there at learnfromkatie.com. So great. And, you know, as you're talking, I love that you're on TikTok too, by the way, that's incredible. I got to go check you out. I'm not on TikTok, but I'm always curious. So about fun. That world. It's yeah. so fun. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for you. Um, but I was also thinking as you're talking, I'm just remembering like guys, Katie is like the real deal in terms of intentional living. I'm just remembering after, uh, I got to come on her podcast, she sent me, she sent me a present for getting to come onto her podcast. And she sent all these beautiful scripture cards, um, in the mail. And it was just, such a thoughtful, um, amazing thing. And, you know, I have done these interviews with different people before and I haven't seen anyone do anything like that. So, uh, Katie, you're amazing. Like, it's just incredible to see you live out intentionally. And I'm so grateful that we got to be a part of, um, hearing some of your wisdom today. So thank you so much for being here. We're so blessed by you. And thank you for the scripture cards, by the way, they're so amazing. Oh girl, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. You're a light. Thanks Katie. Bye, Mama. Love you. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.